The more corporate you get, the higher up the chain you go, the more ruthless and selfish you'll find it is. And and for good reason, the ones who are the most ruthless and selfish make the most money. Yep. So okay, kind of it's a self-fulfilling thing of capitalism, but if you can't be capitalism, join the market and and, uh, and 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 win it that way. But the only the only point that I wanted to make that I forgot earlier was that you've got to invest uh, as much time in yourself as you do at someone else's business. That's how I got out of my job. I was like, if I'm doing seven hours at work, eight hours at work, I want to really try and do at least six, seven, eight mm-hmm. in myself. Because why yes. am I investing in his future? Yeah. But I'm not investing in my future. Yep. I mean, it's just it's just stupid, right? You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, everyone. I am Tim Bowen, back with Kim and Steven. We've got an interesting topic today. I know, I I think, I may be wrong, but I think our podcast kind of skews towards the younger demographic. You know, a lot of people that are getting started in finance. And, uh, you know, Kim stumbled across an interesting article talking about, you know, the, the new uh, the new world we live in, in finance, trading, entrepreneurship. I mean, I remember, I still remember back, um, you know, back last spring, I still, I, I think over and over my, you know, Dave Portnoy has a way bigger reach than me. You know, I think about him bringing day trading to that average Joe or Jane, you know, we're going back to kind of the, the first, the beginning of the shutdown when there were no sports and Dave's like, well, I'm gonna start day trading right now. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and again, with, listen, I love Dave, uh, zero risk management, zero research. He just kind of like, <laughs> he just bought stuff and, would, you know, and, I mean, hey, you know, it's but but uh, lessons to learn, lessons to, and listen. The thing would like like a lot of people would would kind of complain about Dave, but I'm like, he's got it to lose. I mean, it's like, listen, I mean, it's like, it's like he, if he if he wants to lose a million dollars on Mark, you know, like the worst stock in the world, he's free to do that. A lot of people blow a million dollars on a piece of shit Lamborghini that won't even start half the time you want to start it. You know, it's his money; he can do whatever he wants to do with it. But the thing, again, what I liked about uh, what day, you know, he, you know, went mano a mano with Vlad at Robin Hood after the whole, uh, you know, fiasco there, which oddly enough, tomorrow Robin Hood IPOs. But, uh, you know, it's a new world. And I, back to where I started, yeah, I remember I ranted and ranted about that democratization of finance. And yeah, you know, listen, yeah, Robin Hood's screwing you, selling your order flow to Citadel. But I mean, listen, I, I still think it's better than paying $90 commission on a trade that you made 50 bucks on, you know, it's like, I mean, just that's the beauty of, of you know, yes, there's still impediments. The world is, isn't fair. The world's never going to be fair. But between mobile apps, free brokerage accounts, unlimited access to information, cryptocurrencies. I mean, it's an amazing world. If you're not lazy, if you're willing to study, if you're willing to put in the work, and if you're willing to have risk management, I mean, we all see the horror stories, oh, this blow up, blow up, blow up, but they didn't, I mean, they didn't approach it like a business. 
They didn't approach it like an entrepreneur. And that's, again, what is in a lot of this article is, is learning or, or finding those side hustles, as I like to say, to, yeah. to fund your life, to find, fund your career. And you don't have to take that traditional career path or, and I yep. here's the classic Tim Bowen 25 minute introduction, what I love and whether work from home is, is a good thing or not. I, I mean, listen, I love it because the, the great thing is, unless you got some creepy, weird boss that like tracks your keystrokes and has a camera on you, if they do quit, but you know, the beauty of work from home is you're trading on the side, man. It's like, get your work done, bring that regular paycheck in those benefits. You know, that's something I harp on, harp on, harp on. I mean, listen, there's no health insurance in day trading zero. There's no retirement plan in day trading. You know, there's no paid time off. So that being said, that's the topic for today. The coming golden age that I've been talking about for years. And I think that, you know, when, if you focus on positivity, work from home is a great thing. Free commission trading, mobile apps, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, just to jump in as well. Just um, to stop me at the 35 minute Stephen, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset you interrupted me. You interrupted me 35 minutes into the introduction. I mean, I thought we had a better relationship, and I thought you respected me a little more than that. I thought today is the day. After three years, I'm going to interrupt him. Good. Because he was talking about it on Steady Trade Pro. He was talking about it on Steady Trade Pro this morning, saying that for three years he's been interrupting. So I was like. This is the time. <laughs> the but, um, but no, like I'm, I'm, I went to, I turned 34. So I, I've missed that Gen Z. Happy birthday. Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, I went to Barrett, which is near Scotland. We got nice. drunk, saw some bars, like not a lot. But um, I'm the back end of Gen Z at 34. Mm-hmm. But even I've just caught the back end of that lifestyle. So yeah. you you, def, you definitely and you don't have to work from home either. You can like I'm I'm heading to Bali next month. Good and point. in Asia, whether it's Thailand or Bali or wherever you're traveling, they have these co-working spaces for digital nomads. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find 30 different people. And you know what the rent is? I was just looking at the rent because I'll be going there. It's $70 a month to work <laughs> from an office in Bali. $70. No, 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 from a co-working space, but sure. you get coffee yeah. and printer and address. And then it's about $250 if you want the, um, if you actually want an office, but oh. it's, if you can get, which is still uh, just, a steal. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I mean about right? like, you know, like Kim leasing a office in New York city or something. It's like, Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> Forget about it. And, and the WeWork spaces that were in New York city also were very expensive, oh, yeah, but, the, yeah. but, but still cheaper than having your own office. But what you're talking about is different countries. It's so skewed towards another cause they're, they're not at the kind of financial lifestyle or payment but the, that you're going to be coming from. But if well, you're from the state, I mean, it's like, listen, listen, you're, you're, you, if you're paying 10 grand a month for your office rent, nine grand goes to the government. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's honestly, I was always a strong believer because my brother had a very successful business, still has. He was the one who brought me onto it. I thought if you can just have oh. some different revenue streams, like do trading, do YouTube, yep. do freelance advertising. Yep. And then no matter what, Say, say trading hasn't gone well this month, mm-hmm. I'm like flat, but but I've still got freelance. And then on right. one month, freelance might be all right, but That's trading's right. went through the roof. Yep. And 
if or you, you lose a freelance client. You know, let's say you lose right. a freelance client, right. but then exactly. you have a record trading month. That's as right. long as you've got multiple sources of income, yep. so you're always backed up no matter what, That's then you, it. Can, you don't have to work from home. You can go $70 a month for your rent. You get an office, you get high-speed internet, you get Skype, and uh, your rent's probably about three in the box for a luxurious place compared to what you'd pay for somewhere a bit crap in America. For sure. See, and that's what's so exciting about this. And, and, you know, like this obviously dates Kim and I, but we could not do that. I mean, that yeah, was not so a possibility. True. I mean, you nope. had to go to work. I mean, you know, yep. it's like, I it mean, you know, yeah, the internet was around, but it's freaking dial up and, you know, it's like, and, and you couldn't do any real work. I mean, it, you, right. you can, it take you five minutes to send an email, you know? So that's, that's <laughs> what's so exciting about it to me is yeah. I just, cause I, again, Kim and I, and you know, and Steven to a certain extent, you know, we knew what it was like. And, and it's like, that's, that's right. why I'm like, please travel, you know, please go to Bali, get a $200 a month freaking <laughs> office, you know, or that's something. Right. So that's right. But, See. but I'm, I'm of the belief, just one final thing. I'm sorry. Tim cuts me and then I put you. Um, the, <laughs> the, the only thing I would say is, it seems that you from from my life only 34 now but it seems like you only need to and i say only but you need to put in about four years of really really giving it your all getting mm-hmm. really honed at a craft getting really good at something like trading takes like four years you'll mm-hmm. have slumps but overall you'll be making money hopefully you should be four years of grind i'll start a business four years of grind setting that thing up or like yeah. setting up an amazon like anything it if you work hard or if you work hard for four straight years, it should start paying off for 10 years with less maintenance. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's what, that's what I see in the world. I think it's more possible now for that to be done within four years. I don't know. And, and I think I just also want to cautiously <laughs> say, if you're at four years and you feel like, shit, I'm not there, don't you know, make yourself wrong for that because everybody's going to have their own timeline. But with what's available to us now online, what's available to us through these platforms, that's why this article I thought would be so good for our audience because you have this young man who is trying to uh, you know, ramp up his business via TikTok. It really wasn't working, but then he kind of tweaked it, found out that he did need to have some kind of a location. He found one in the Bowery uh, in a shared kind of workspace. And once he started to do that with TikTok, that's when he saw. So it took him a few years to figure that out. But again, I think you're right, Stephen. There is going to be an intensive ask of you, uh, at least for four years, possibly longer, where you're going to have to think it through. The other person I just want to give a shout out to is Gary Vaynerchuk, because so much of his advocacy is around the multiple streams of income. And even though he has a successful media company, you still will see him. And and because he enjoys it, you'll still see him at garage sales, finding baseball tickets that are collector's items and then selling them on, you know, I don't know what he uses, probably not eBay, but he's using a platform too. So I, I just thought we should talk about this because day traders, especially when they're new, seem to think this is going to be their entire focus. And, and I just don't think that's the wisest way. You can give it so much your focus, but have another revenue stream or two. Steven talks about his freelance gigs. Obviously, 
you guys know that I'm an entrepreneur. I, I mean, the, the concept is have a couple of things in your toolbox so that you aren't then tempted to take trades that are not appropriate for you to take because you've got nothing else going on that day. Two, uh, two books. You mentioned Gary. I've, I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned Gary on the podcast before, but you know, and Tim Ferriss. I mean, two of the books. They're old, but I think they were. They were. I think they're just as good today. You'll crush it by Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah, and then book. Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Those two books are one of the biggest. Re- well, probably those two books together are ninety percent of the reason I'm here today, and not still at that business that I've told that story a million times. I mean, um, you know, both those books, I can't recommend them enough. And, um, and yeah, I think that, you know, we always, here comes the 90% failure rate again, but I think one of the biggest makes mistakes people make is that, you know, you put yourself in that position where you have to make money. And I mean, listen, you gotta live. Okay. I mean, you, you gotta buy groceries. You gotta, you know, you you gotta pay your bills and stuff. Yeah, pay the rent. And I think that that contributes to the high failure rate because it contributes yeah. to the big losses because, yeah. you know, you're looking at half your account gone. That's and right. you're like, well, if this, if this, and this goes long or short, obviously, and you start ju- and you're like, well, if this comes back, okay, then I'm, my account didn't just go from 10 to five grand. <laughs> you know, or, 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 you know, and maybe, maybe sometimes you get rewarded, you're down five grand and you make 500 bucks because of that point. Cause at that point, you're not, you're outside the realm of a good trade. You're outside the realm of risk management. You're into the point where Jesus, I got to pay, I mean, I get free, I pay rent next week, you know? And so the more you can diversify, the more you can save saving is diversification as well. I mean, if you're, if you, if you're really, really interested in trading, I mean, and you're not ready to take the leap right now, you know, there's a million different ways, payroll deduct, you know, set up a separate account, you know, have 200 bucks a week, 200 bucks a month that goes into a savings account that you don't touch. You don't go near, you don't even look at it. You'd be surprised at how quickly that grows. Now, not with 0.001% 0.001% interest, but your 200 bucks that you put in here and there, now it's a year or two down the road and you got that 10 grand and, and you can trade with that. So don't try and avoid putting yourself in that position by diversifying, because I just think you're, you're setting yourself up to fail. I think, you know, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sure some traders that are listening to us, they're like, wait a minute, this is a trade trading podcast. And you guys are telling us to do something other than <laughs> trade. And what we're saying is we want you to succeed. Kim, in trading. I, Kim what stock do I, it's, it's 201 PM on July 28th. I need a pick. I got rent next week. Give me a pick. I'd say BT, BT. B, I do <laughs> But by the time you all listen to this, that will not probably still apply. <laughs> but the point is, we want you to be able to see succeed at day trading. And for you to succeed, you're going to not be able to succeed if you have a gun to your head, that financial gun to your head. It's not the best way to go. And um, and let me say this about Crush It, right before Gary, I had met Gary, uh, he was involved in affiliate marketing. So I had met him at a, a conference that I was working at and I really liked him and Crush It hadn't come out yet, but I 
pitched him in a Starbucks. We both lived on First Avenue. I lived in 84th Street. He lived, I think, in the 70s. And I got to pitch him at oh, Starbucks no, uh, on First Avenue because I wanted him to take his book, Crush It. I knew, you know, what was coming out, what the book was about. I think I even got to read an advanced copy. And I was like, look, Gary, you, you want people to crush it? They're going to have to have some coaching. I said, so I think you should team up with me and let my coaching be positioned along with your book. And he thought it was a good idea, but then, you know, nothing ever came of it, which is still sad to this day. But it was, just, and I still have his mobile number in my phone, which I don't know if it even counts because now he does that, gives his phone number away right. all the time. So, well, but, but just, that probably, that probably goes to some sort of like, probably goes to some collective. But the yeah. point about Gary, if you guys don't know who he is, yep. check him out because he's constantly reinventing himself. He's constantly looking at what's hot, hot, hot now. What are the kids into now? It keeps him fresh. He was on the NFT wagon way before even the traders were. He was talking about NFTs way, way before. So I, I think you just got to find a few people. Which NFTs, see. by the way, talk about a great yep. way. Listen, yep. if you're artist, I mean, again, if you're artistic, exactly. un unlike exactly. Stephen, who's autistic, if you're artistic, I mean, it's a great way to sell your sell your work. I mean, you don't need exactly. that that you know go between of a. Of <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you that one. It was funny and quick. Steven's face just dropped. On I think that's the last. That's the in like 200 episodes. That's the first time you guys got to me. I'm. I'll be you like know, I'm, TikTok I, I Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm really good at, at the straight man, and then you, you guys kept you kept laughing, cracked, and I couldn't. We cracked him. We cracked him, Steven. <laughs> That'll, that'll be a clip on a reel on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But, but, the, but what you're saying about the concept of NFTs and artists, you're suggesting again, diversify, yep. be varied in your interest. Plus it's going to oh, make man, you actually, a better trader. It's going to make you a better trader. If you know what's happening in other uh, industries, if you know what's happening in other, uh, you know, parts there, there's there's a certain vibe right now, even with this article. What's this article's title? It's called Gen Z's Rewriting the Rules for Personal Finance in Real Time. So that means just even being able to invest in Robinhood way back when, right? If you're paying attention to what's happening culturally, how can that not make you a better trader? So um, actually, I've got, speaking of that, um, uh, uh, on Instagram, Sean, S-E-A-N underscore Flores, F-L-O-R-E-S. Um, he's been on pre-market prep like every day. He actually, he's, 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 it's awesome, man. He's on all the great stocks, but check him out. Sean underscore Flores. Speaking of NFTs, it just made me think of it because he's got some yeah. really cool stuff that he does. It's all like finance related um wow. this that's pablo esca it's not showing up for crap but check out his instagram um okay a lot of like he does a lot of cool stuff with like scrooge mcduck you know um obviously scrooge wow. mcduck always has the money right. and stuff yeah and he's, he's an scrooge amazing McDuck. artist i wish it would show up but anyway s-e-a-n so underscore f-l-o-r-e-s give him a follow maybe buy some of his stuff he offered to send me something 
and nice. uh anyway but yeah check him out awesome stuff that's so that cool but that, so. there's a guy who's undoubtedly trading but he's also yes. has another revenue stream. exactly and that's kind of what i was getting at yep yep brilliant so. brilliant so and and even steven like steven is still doing his amazing copywriting and his advising around advertising but what else do you do steven well i mean now i do freelance i do youtube i do trading i think that's uh, that's it but that's kind of enough like it's three jobs but right. but i mean look even even the guys that are making a lot of money like shout out a small cap recap yep. those daily videos are the some of the best content i've saw on the internet in a few matt, years matt and bryce yep, them. Yep. so bryce Tui, shades on every day yep um and matt monaco look even they're they're making 20 yes. grand a day some days and yep. even there Yep, they've got exactly. a side hustle because exactly. even they're thinking, don't know when That's I might right. hit a dry streak. What, what if it. the market gets a bit slow on the long side? Even they're thinking, That's let's, right. let's push out some content. Such a good point, Steve. Everyone's and if, doing it. And this. if they're thinking that and they're at that level, then just wherever you are, listener, you mm-hmm. got to think, huh, if the successful traders are having a side hustle, maybe I should have a side hustle. And again, the do? beauty of it is, that, you know, again, as an old man, it's like, this is all it's, it's right here you know i mean all right here you know and and again you know dating me but i mean it's like listen if you wanted to do you know 15 years ago like when youtube started i mean it's like you had to have like three computers all this camera gear all this i mean look, right. all, all this stuff that's right. your trading your art your youtube your freelance i mean it's like that's it. it's all right here man so that's it but and the other thing the article said that was amazing was this young girl 19 or 20 years old, she realized she really didn't understand basic money concepts. She wasn't necessarily going down the trading path, but Which she thanks said to the she's, public school systems for that. Well, it's kind of sad. Um, but Kim, that, Kim you, and I, you and I learned how to balance a checkbook in, in high school, right? No, we did not. You didn't? Oh, I didn't. No. See, I'm older. I did you, not. I did not. No, you I, are yeah. not older than me. <laughs> I'm like 20 years older. You so. say it so many times. I almost start to believe you are older than me. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't have like the personal, the little checkbook class no. and stuff? Oh, no. Oh yeah, we had to do a win, budget. I would have do everything, yeah. I would have loved to have it. No, I didn't get that. Hell, I'd just have been happy if some somebody taught me how to make a meatloaf. But I was like, I don't want to learn how to make a meatloaf. I don't know how to change the oil in my car. And nobody ever taught me that. So I, I have a... I, a story and then we'll move on. So, you know, oh, here we go into public education. This, this is a rabbit hole. We don't want to go down. So I was, uh, my, our old, my old business, we did a, again, a lot of it work. We, we put infrastructure, uh, internet infrastructure in a lot of these big apartment complexes, complexes, especially in like college towns, you know, this is 10 yeah. years ago. So this is all new Wi-Fi was like, wow. Whoa, Wi-Fi, you know? Wow. So anyway, I'm sitting there in the rental office and, college kid kids in college comes in and he had to have the office lady at the rental office address an envelope for him because he 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 put his 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 mom's address in the upper left he didn't know where the address went so it's like oh that's that's a tough time but on the flip side (laughs) you need to have classes for um you need to have classes for older people to catch up with technology because yes i'll never forget me mom for um, for sure phoning me up when I was in Australia when I was 19 and email was a new thing 
And she said, did you get the email? And I said, no. And she said, well, leave it a few more days. It might take more time to get there. <laughs> I says, emails are instant. Last story. And you guys maybe have heard me here tell this. So I tried doing that. Remember, remember Tim's all about so helping. Cute. So, so, so again, back at the business, one of the reasons I left, I was kind of getting bored and, and I saw the emergence of social media. I left in 2013, but 2011, 2012, I was bored. I kind of saw the share. So what I started doing is actually at night, just because I like teaching, I'd, I'd have these like night classes for like basic computer type stuff. That's so awesome. how to clear spyware, how to set up your browser, you know, install virus protection. Again, this dates me. It's 10 years ago. This is all stuff. So anyway, I, my favorite part was, you know, it obviously skewed older demographic, you know, mostly yeah, sure. middle-aged to, to seen, a lot of seniors. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm up on the screen and I cut and pasted something like a paragraph of something. Cause I was talking about something else. And this cute little lady, little old lady in the front row is like, Hey, what'd you just do there? And I'm like, Oh, that's cut and paste. I'm like, you know, control C, control V. She's like, what's that do? So I explained control cut and paste to her. And she actually like borderline had a tear in her eye for like 30, 20, 20, 30 years, her church newsletter, she had retyped all of the boilerplate every single week. Like, you know, like the boilerplate, like who the pastor is, the schedule, you know, all the stuff that just gets rolled. She had retyped that for like decades because she didn't realize you could cut and paste that stuff. Oh, the poor thing. I changed your life, man. You changed her life. That's going to be on my gravestone. I helped that old lady. (laughs) I helped her cry, realizing how much work I was saving her. (laughs) I've I've got a less sentimental story. Just one. It takes two seconds. As in America, and the accent was much broader at the time because I was less traveled. And I said, can I have a paint a logger? And the woman give us a pina colada. <laughs> I'm sure you still drink it. So. Oh, this is it. You drank it all. Probably- New favorite drink. That changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the heart of what I was trying to say with this young girl is that she realized she didn't understand money. And she said she just started to watch everything she could online about investing about trading, about bank accounts, about interest for (laughs) savings accounts. Like she educated herself and did some due diligence to make sure who she was listening to or appropriate to listen to. But that's what you always say too, Tim, is you've got it all in your pocket, the supercomputer. Take your time, learn what you need to learn, create. If you don't, if you're thinking, I never had a side hustle, what the hell are you guys talking about? Just Google side hustle. <laughs> Go well, into just, YouTube. What you, I mean, that's, you know, again, that's the beauty of right now is like, what are you, what are you passionate about? What are you interested in? And again, that goes back to, you know, that's, that's you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's book. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the core of it is like, Hey, what do you love doing? I mean, you, and, right. and don't ruin it. You know, that's, that's what, right. like, that's what I did. With, you know, I loved technology. That's what yeah. I did with the business. I, I ruined it because I grew it too big and then it just became a job. That's again, the beauty of side hustles is if you, if you, if you manage it properly, you, right. you don't have to ruin it. You know? That's right. <laughs> and, 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 and monetize, monetize. And, and, 
learn how to monetize. And his monetize talk, I would, I would recommend you listen to Gary's talk. It was his web 2.0. Just put in Gary Vaynerchuk web 2.0 into Google. And that talk is uh, maybe 18 minutes long where he says, you know, you can do your side hustle off hours. And at the time, the most popular show uh, on television was lost. And at one point in the video, it's like one of the best lines. He's like, stop watching lost and you guys could create a side hustle yep. oh, yeah. stop putting that yeah. time down a, a big rabbit hole and wasting it do something productive with it which i thought was powerful you've, you've, you've absolutely got to monetize a passion and uh honestly you don't have to be that great at it there are some fucking idiots on youtube talking about finance like literal idiots with huge followings but um you've got to monetize a, a passion and i forgot the other thing that i was going to say it was more important no, I've lost this. It's so sad. It was like the it was like the best part of the. It was the it was podcast. the greatest moment in Steady Trade podcast history, wasn't it? <laughs> I'll come back to us. It was the crescendo. It'll come back. It'll come back. We'll just we'll just distract you. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry to break Bubbles. that floor. Almost <laughs> to the top. So, so the heart of the matter is that we're advocating that if you guys want to be successful as traders, we ultimately you need to put a different kind of pressure on yourself, not a financial pressure. It's okay to put pressure and demand the best of yourself. But if you have that financial pressure and you're, it's all, it's, it's like going to Vegas and putting all your chips on 13. Like you just wouldn't do that. You would diversify even if you're gambling in Vegas. So why are you putting that kind of pressure on yourself is my question. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but, and that, that's where I just, you know, I will, and we've, you know, it's been a kind of a recurring theme on the podcast and what, and what I recommend to people. It's like, I mean, you listen, if, if you truly love trading, which is awesome. Welcome aboard. You know, we, we do as well. You know, it's like you're, but you're going down the path of quite possibly one of the most difficult things you're ever going to do. And the less pressure the less, you know, shit you got going on in your life, the better. Okay. And, and what you can do to, you know, improve your sleep, improve your relationships, improve your cash flow. I mean, it's just like, I think that that doesn't get talked about that much. I think, you know, and, and, and Hey, we, we do it too. We're, you know, look at charts to your eyes, bleed, you know, track your data, you know, but, but I think that that's why I was glad Kim picked this topic because I just don't think it gets talked about it much it, it, you know just that fact that you got to be dialed in and, and if if you're worried about again rent next week it's probably not going to end well I mean it, yeah. It, it, yeah so yeah and can yeah. I do a shout out also for a book called Lynchpin by Seth Godin the subtitle is are Love you indispensable yep. and you know even people who have their day jobs you guys also, if you're not, a, you know, maybe day trading is your side hustle, which is fantastic. Good choice, you. But you have to think beyond that, because if you aren't indispensable to your employer, then you are potentially at risk. And if you're not giving day trading enough time, then you may not be able to fully pivot into that full time. So again, just keep, you have to stay we have to, you know, it's a different world today. And the young people seem to know that. But I think the people that are over 40 don't realize you are not going to be able to just coast with whatever job you have oh, yeah. <laughs> into the sunset. 
you have to be indispensable all the time. And maybe you're not going to, if you're comp, you have to think, is my company going to be around in five years, four years, 10 years? Extremely unlikely. So how, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for those? I think in the big cities, especially after the pandemic, people start are thinking now different. It was a little bit of a, a slap across the face to realize, wow, these things that we've been just doing by default, which is hopefully why now we have even more listeners. We're at almost 85,000 subscribers to our podcast now, guys, on YouTube. And that, I believe, is because people are realizing, oh, I do have to diversify. And they're probably coming into trading. So for all of you, good for you. And it can't hurt to have another side hustler, too. And, and that is, I tell you, that is the one biggest drawback of all this remote work is if you weren't, I mean, listen, if you were replaceable before, before you're doubly right. replaceable, replaceable now. Because, right. you, you know, listen, those corporations, they don't give a shit about you, okay? They do not, okay? And if they can, you know, listen, if, if maybe you're in a high standard of living area, you don't say you're That's in- right. New York City, and we've mentioned that. I mean, one of the highest standards of living in the in the in the world, and they find somebody in Iowa or Michigan, rural Michigan, you know, that's right, and that can do just the same amount of work. They don't care about you, man. We do, Kim, Stephen, and do. Tim do, but they don't. Do. If they, if they can replace you for five freaking cents less a day, they will. So yeah, yeah. the the more corporate you get, the higher up the chain you go, the more yep. ruthless and selfish you will find it is, and and for good reason. The ones who are the most ruthless and selfish make the most money. Yep. So okay, kind of it's a self fulfilling thing of capitalism. But if you can't be capitalism, join the market and and uh, and 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 win it that way. But the only the only point that I wanted to make that I forgot earlier was that you've got to invest uh, as much time in yourself as you do it someone else's business. Mm-hmm. You should always invest yeah. as much in you yep. as you do in someone well else's company. So if you're doing, that's how I got out of my job. I was like, if I'm doing seven hours at work, eight hours at work, I want to really try and do at least six, seven, eight mm-hmm. in myself. Because why yes. am I investing in his future? Yeah. But I'm not investing in my future. Yep. I mean, it's just it's just stupid, right? Yeah. But not a lot of people think it. Right. But but there are there are a handful of bosses. I know we don't really hear about them. That's part of why I wrote my book, right? Transforming Wall Street, featuring men and women who were succeeding in business with integrity and taking care of their employees. I mean, Dan Price comes to mind, Gravity Payments. He is a conscious capitalist. He he's capitalism isn't isn't, in my opinion, where you just screw your employees for an extra five cents a day. That is not capitalism to me. That's just like a a warped interpretation that started 30 years ago when Milton Friedman made a mistake and misread that there was no, he thought there was a corporate mandate, legal obligation of a company to maximize shareholder profits. But he actually was incorrect. He just wasn't an attorney. So he misread that. And this book called The Myth of Shareholder Value by Lynn Stout talks that that mistake started to make business behave in ways that were destructive to society, to employees. And that was only 30 years ago, prior to this 1977 situation, business wasn't run this way, just maximizing profits. So it's not capitalism that's fucked up, excuse my French. It's the way the shareholders have gotten away with this. And and if you think about Hershey, way back in the day, mm. 
Hershey chocolate, when it went to Pennsylvania, it knew organically it was going to have to take off for babysitting if they wanted to develop this rural area and have this be their home and use people from the community. So they, they built Hershey using conscious practices for their team. So I don't think all businesses like this, but right now there is a lot of business like oh, that. I'm hoping. I mean, listen, you know, I, I, I avoided the rant on, on the public school system. The, the, the thing that might make me rant even more is freaking offshoring. I mean, it's like it is the dumbest freaking idea ever. And it all came from that. I mean, oh, we can we can make we can save five cents shipping stuff across the world and shipping it back. Right. And then here we are today and good luck getting a refrigerator. It'll take you three. It took me nine months to get a freaking refrigerator, you know, and and so. So, yeah, I mean, my whole GM. Even oh, yeah. GM and what happened in Michigan, Tim, when you look at that whole story, I watched that documentary. It, it's because of that shareholder. Mm-hmm. We have to maximize profits for them that that whole thing and it, and it decimated that whole community. That was not capitalism. That was a warped version interpretation of what it was. Just, yes. just, just a, a personal experience. It just reminded us of that. Um, when I was in Dubai, we got took over by a Japanese company called Denso leading, leading ad agency. But when coronavirus hit, we all had to take pay cuts to make sure that they hit the targets for shareholders. <laughs> so effectively, it's we all, I mean, I was all right, but a lot of people with low salaries sure. and families had to really take a cut yep. just to make sure that they could give the money to shareholders that they promised yep. that they'd give them. Exactly. Which is, I mean, they have made an agreement. You invest this, we'll give you this. But, yeah, but still, you why would you give you the rich sh- more money and take well, it literally from the poor? No, exactly. Well, it's, it's not taking from the poor. It's taking from the people who are actually making the company. Producing well, it's so short, money. It's so I'm short that's, yeah, Correct. And that's why what's now gonna business you're gonna lose is going your, You're going to lose your best talent. You're going to lose Correct. your best talent. Correct. <laughs> it's, it's actually not in the business's long-term This quarter it is. This quarter it works. This quarter. That's it. It's just short-term focused only but then you lose your best people you burn them out you cook them and they got no place to live they can't afford to live in that city the whole thing and that's why now business is going extinct it used to i think it lasts 77 or 80 years when lynn stout did her research and now average businesses last eight that that was my point a minute ago species when you mentioned, you know, hopefully your business. And remember, I said I'm like probably won't. That's you it. Know, that's <laughs> it. Because average business and that's is why years. it's it average. used to be 77, 80 years. Now it's eight, and it all started back in the 70s when Milton Friedman misread the corporate mandate that they're somehow the you know that they were legally obligated business to their shareholders, and it's not even legally true, and it's still being taught taught today in business schools as if that is true. And when you look at this quote, you realize, wow, this guy was an economist, not a freaking lawyer, and he misread it. And when I read that, when I was researching my book, I was like, Lynn, how are you not in Times Square with a bullhorn? Like every business school globally is still teaching this. Guys at the top of the food chain still believe it. And she's like, you know, change takes a long time, Kim. And I'm like, we don't have time. Business is going into the ground. Like every country, every neighborhood, and every employee who gets that kind of mandate, whether salary is going to be cut to meet shareholders' returns, it's just, it's not good business. It's not capitalism. That's for damn sure. 
That's well, that being sure. said, the point is rat. they don't care about you. Diversify. Trading, I think, is the number one is the well, let me let me couch that. If you love it, okay. I think if I think you, you know, if if you're very intrigued. Again, and you're probably here because you are very interested. If you love it, if you're passionate about it, I think trading is the best side also because the beauty of it is you can just turn it on and off. If there's no trades today, you focus on your freelance, you focus on your art, you focus on your writing, you focus on your, you know, driving Uber, whatever it is, you know. So that your that's the greatest NFT. thing about it. Your yeah, NFT, NFT business. Exactly. Yep, yep. So, so um, you know, hopefully you found this useful. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I, it's just something that we really want you to take advantage of as much as we want you to trade. We want you to do it safely. We don't want you to blow up. We don't want you to go in debt to do this type of stuff. And a lot of people do. I mean, I, I mean, I've had, listen, I've had DMS from people that, you know, Hey, you talk every day about how crazy the market is, you know, it, this is going back a ways. I think that's kind of got, gone away, but you know, used to have all those like 0% advances on credit cards. And, and I'd get people ask me, you know, should I do that, you know, and trade it? And I'm like, no, no, you know, and, and, but, but, but people see the, the stock market, they see that. And, and I, again, I think that's why we see this high failure rate is people don't, I mean, I just don't think you would, I mean, it just attracts degeneracy is the problem. And hopefully we can talk out of that. And, and like I said, save money. I mean, it's stock market's always going to be here. And, and understand if you're young, you got so much time ahead of you. You know, I got like three years left. You got, you know, probably <laughs> 60 or 70 years left, you know. So take advantage of that and and do it smart, do it right. And take advantage of, of the technology and the world we live in and focus on the, the positives, man. I think, uh, you know, I went on a rant again. I quit Twitter again. You know, it's like, you know, it's just like the doom scrolling. I think so many people, and I don't, I don't, I didn't quit Twitter because of I doom scroll. It's just like everybody I follow is just like, you know, you follow these guys for trading ideas and stuff. And all they do is bitch all day long. This sucks. This sucks. This, and it screws up your mindset, man. Yes, and I just, I listen, the world, there's terrible things in the world, war, famine climate change you know disease i mean there's all of that going on but i think there's never been a great and more incredible time especially if you're young willing to be mobile go to bali get a 200 you know we work office don't do it in the same one as steven because he'll corrupt (laughs) you you exactly (laughs) you'll be sleeping till noon leaving at two o'clock sleep until noon, leaving at two o'clock. So, so you know, make sure you do it on the other side of Bali than Steven. Steven doesn't sleep till noon anymore. He's working very hard on his trading. He's up early. It's not showing. <laughs> so that being said, everyone, thanks for joining us on the Steady Trade Podcast. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned, Kim mentioned, we actually mentioned several books, mentioned a few people to follow to, to check them out. Head over to SteadyTrade.com. We'll link up everything there. And uh, be sure to share, like these, and uh, we're really enjoying growing them. Share them with your friends, and we'll see you on the next Steady Trade Podcast.